Hi there, this is Jim Horan coming from Key Largo in beautiful Florida Keys. I'm going to make sure I stay away from the wasting words of um, uh, uh, but it's, uh, I'm going to call this episode 289 and it's, uh, well, I don't know what the episode's going to be called, but we're going to think it's probably something about your mask because that's what I want to talk about. First, I'd like to um, talk about it's, we are three days away from opening up the checkpoints. I'm uh, neither enthused or detracted by it. A lot of people that live down in the Florida Keys are worried about uh, what's going to happen. Well, the answer to that question on what's going to happen is we'll see. And there's nothing you really can do about it right now. And, uh, you know, we, we could talk about things we, we don't know, but the experts know. And the experts aren't the people on TV. And it's on, on the right and the left. It's epidemiologists that understand that. And I'll tell you a brief story. Um, the Caribbean islands, uh, Jamaica, all these places uh, south of us, Martinique, all the Caribbean islands are closed to tourists. And if you're familiar with the economies of the Caribbean islands, they're uh, very dependent on tourism dollars, and they shut down. So, if you believe it's nothing, with all your limited understanding, and people say, well, I'm a doctor, I'm a this, I'm that. Well, you know, listen, if you're a general practitioner or a dentist or an allergist or whatever, that makes you just as much a expert as anybody else. It doesn't make you an expert of an epidemiologist. And Caribbean islands are shutting off the spigots to their life's blood. You know, that's their economy. Some words are approaching or exceeding 50%. And if they feel the need to do it on that one particular thing, cutting that one source. When we shut down, we didn't know how many people would be affected, how many businesses would shut down. And now the figures are starting to come in, how serious the unemployment problem is, how many businesses shut down. But they knew immediately, these these islands, they were shutting off the spigot on everything. I mean, they knew the cruise ships were going to uh, stop coming in, but they stopped everything from coming in. And it's not a choice. It's not whether the flights are happening in the United States. It's they're not accepting them. So if you have a problem accepting whether it's serious or not, look at that. Now, um, let's take a look at this, what we've been dealing with down here, at least here, and I'm sure people in other parts of the country. If you deal with a lot of customers that come in, you're working in retail, working in public service, private um, uh, the service economy, service industry, let's say you're working at a bank, you're working at a hardware store, you're working at the DMV, um, you're, you're a bartender, you're a server, all different types of people. You come in contact with lots of people during the day, more so than people that aren't involved in the high turnover customers. Meaning, if you're an attorney, you may only see three or four people a day, or a psychologist you might see on a busy day, may six, six or seven, unless you have like a group. And you can control your environment and how many people are in there and things like that. You feel comfortable. But listen, when you're dealing in this high volume, that's the reason why um, a lot of the places are required because the rules are reopening. 
especially here in Florida, to employ certain uh, mandates. And those mandates are social distancing, covering up when you come into the restaurant and when you get up and you walk around. Because that's a junction point where people meet. And so when someone comes in, and this is what I experienced, I'll tell you uh, several stories. Over the weekend, uh, I've been down here in the Keys for 13 years. And I've worked continuously within three blocks of the area I am in. And I've got to know a lot of people coming in. And I have to say, I know most people in this town of 10,000, especially the people who live in the neighborhood. And two families, uh, two, two times on a weekend, it was one family that came in, same family, very uh, nice looking people, uh, beautiful woman, handsome men. Uh, and uh, I noticed the woman, I recognized, I said, I never met these people before. And we are not open to the public. We not the the keys aren't open to visitors now. But these people were visitors. I was assured of it because they weren't familiar with the place we were at. They weren't familiar with our restaurant. They weren't familiar with the surroundings and things like that. And I heard these aren't anecdotal stories. I heard directly from someone that they were visiting their mother. They're from New York City, and they came down here with their family, and their mother. Uh, took an Uber up to Homestead, Florida, and uh, which is at the top of uh, the bottom of Florida and the, above the top of the Keys, met her family and drove them in. And she showed her ID, uh, showing that the people that was, you know, proving that she was a resident and letting those people in, violating the spirit. But whether, I don't think it's a big one, but they're talking about it and stuff like that. And the funny thing about it is... Um, the husband of the, I guess the son-in-law of the woman, his mother, who was in her, um, early, um, was 80 years old and they said she was healthy as a horse. She had died of the coronavirus and, um, but they, they made light of it. I guess, I don't know, maybe there's other people, you know, there's people that live down here that are in the same situation, healthy and older. And they said that his mother died and she didn't have any pre-existing condition other than the age. But, uh, you know, they they made light of it. They made light of going to an area where it was a high infection rate to a, uh, a lower one, which is the Keys. So that's one. And then there's the seven people, that, these seven people that came in to uh, the restaurant I was talking about they came walking in the door and uh, they didn't have a mask and I uh, said to him or someone else said to him um, I can't recall because I was involved in it some way uh, you must have a mask when entering the restaurant going to your table and when you get up and leave I know you're sitting at a table it's like people say it's like having a, a non-smoking <laughs> uh, section right next to a table that's uh, smoking or a non-peeing section in pool. Understand that. This is a mitigation effort to reduce the amount. So when people walk by, you're not breathing on the food, you're not coughing. If you had a coughing fit or things like that, it's uh, that's that's the rule, and that's what they're doing. So when you're coming in, so the, the seven people coming in, it's a mixture, maybe four grown-ups and three children. And they said, oh, we've been to 20 places, and no one asked for a mask, which... Uh, one of the uh, patrons heard that and they go, liar. <laughs> and the person wasn't, uh, was kind of uh, 
was kind of conservative, but the person that said liar um, didn't believe in a mask thing. <laughs> they, they just said everyone's requiring a mask. You don't know if you haven't been out down here. There's There was a restaurant down here in the Keys, which I hate to say. There were two restaurants. They were carding people last weekend to see if there were residents of Monroe County. If there weren't residents of Monroe County, they weren't going to serve them. They weren't going to allow them in. Wow. I mean, I think they were doing it to curry favor of the people that the keep people out people. But as a restaurant, why would you want to show yourself as a anti-visitor? You know, an anti-visitor? I, I, we're not. We're, we're, we're following the rules. When we say the mask, it happens that there were there's people that live in the area that don't wear a mask. Just as many as people that come in from the mainland and don't wear a mask. But let's go over the reasons of that. And then, oh, and one other time, the, it was uh, two days ago, I had a man come in, and he was about an hour and a half before we closed. He had his shirt over like a old-style vampire, Bella Lugosi, covering up his mouth. He comes walking through the door. Then he comes to me and takes it off and just starts talking, you know, with two feet away, and I step back a little. Not... I'm not afraid. I can handle infection. I just don't want to pass it on to anybody and stuff like that. The thing about it being asymptomatic, I'm trying to take myself out of the equation, not become infected so I don't infect other people. That's it. That's the be-all and end-all because I'm looking at a lot of people that aren't wearing masks, and I think I can fare a lot better than them if it comes to health and toughness. Uh, so, And I know that's not always necessarily the case. There are people that are very tough that got very ill. So there you go. So the guy asked, hey, do I need a mask? My wife doesn't like wearing a mask, but we have a mask in the car. And I said, yes, yeah, you got to wear a mask. And he goes, well, did you hear what I said? And I'm like, wear a mask. I said, you're being disrespectful now because I told you that we had to wear a mask. He says, I don't like the way you're talking to me again. And he said he knew one of the owners. He said, called her by Miss something or other. And I said, well, if he knew her, she was a widower, so her name is Mrs. She's a widower, so you still use Mrs. And um, he mentioned that he was a coach, a football coach, which I don't really understand how that makes him necessary, how he should be spoken to. But he he was going back and forth. And I said, no, go back to your car and get the mask. I stopped. I was done discussing. I was done discussing with him. And then he just gets, he gets angrier and angrier. And it looked like it was going to become physical. But like me, I mean, I'm not going to fold. You know, like many guys, you're not going to fold under pressure. When someone starts pulling up to you, you're not going to do that. And I didn't. And then he says, well, I'm going to talk to her, uh, the owner. And I said, well, and I told him my name. I spelled it out, Jim Horan, H-O-R-A-N. Just go. And uh, that's my name. Don't wear it out. And the guy uh, storms out. And uh, as he was leaving, someone went, walked up and gave him a mask and took it. And I thought, oh, man, just let the guy go. He hates me. And uh, he ended up going. It sounded like he may come in and stuff like that. And he also sounded like he had a couple drinks in him. But I, and, and during the course of it, I asked him, I said, did you see the sign on the door that says you must wear, uh, please, um, you must wear a mask when entering the building or away from your table? He said, yes. So what part of that? was not clear and that also kind of got him but you know when you say you know no diving in the pool and you dive in the pool and you break your neck what are you supposed to say to the person so they come in and they say why why are you doing this to me why are you telling me to wear a mask let's go through some of the reasons some of the reasons it's mandated 
whether you like it or not. You talk about rules, you talk about your rights as a person and all that stuff, but it's a, you know, it's a fine to the place of business and you can actually be ordered to close if you're, if you're not too careful. And, uh, it's not always the institution or the business. Don't think it's the institution or business. They're doing it to uh, protect their people, you know. And uh, when people go and make a big deal about it, and I say, listen, this is not the proper venue for you to be making your statement or your, your protest. There's a, we happen to be across from the county government center in the Upper Keys. And I say, well, there's a great place to go to. Or the sheriff's station. 13 miles south. Go up there and have a discussion with a sheriff and see if how they will handle it if you flaunt your thing. Do not do it to someone that isn't in the decision-making process. I'm not in the decision-making process. I am in the decision-making process if you're telling me to ignore the request to wear a mask and do it and then get fined. That decision made, just like I'm in the decision-making process of whether or not to um, throw your ass out. Okay, another reason people give us is I'm healthy. I think I had it. This is friends said it. You know, it's my body, my choice. Well, it ain't all about you. Once I said, it's retail service, counter people. They come in contact with a lot more people than you do. And maybe you do work in it, and maybe you're an idiot. Um, but... If you have any people you care about, you don't want to get them infected. You don't want to get the person that's serving people infected because they can infect other people. And they can infect some people that are uh, susceptible. Um, like I said, I haven't ran into any epidemiologists and they get their, you know, I mean, I don't know where you get your news from and stuff like that. And I told you about the Caribbean islands and people say they talk about um, there was uh, the go to number three. Three. Oh, the flu kills, like, they start arguing the semantics. The flu kills more people each year. Not anymore. We're at 102,000, about three months in. And uh, that's not taking into account if it's they're under-reporting because not everyone was tested that died. So it could be 175, 200,000 people. And without those mitigation efforts, we could be at 500,000, 1 million. We could have been. Because if you're talking semantics and stuff like that, let's talk about if we didn't do anything about it. And when you talk about survival rate, oh, the survival rate, that's using ventilators. Without the ventilators, they don't use ventilators all the time for people that just die. They, I mean, they, when they get it, they die. They'll, now they know and they go in, they put them, they put them immediately in ICU and the next day they wake, wake up and they're forcing air into their lungs using ventilators. They have to force air into people's lungs to keep them alive. Number four, your theory on herd immunity. Your fucking theory. Yes, it does work for some things. Maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. But there's little evidence now that antibodies stay in your body long enough to do that. Now, once that comes out, that'll be fine. But you don't know. And people say, well, you don't know. Well, we're erring on the side of caution. We care about the people we're around. We care about passing it on. Now. But do you do things? What do you, we do things to, uh, yes, I can have a gun in my hand and wave it around and stuff like that and point it at things without pulling the trigger or having it on safety and stuff like that. But if you're a gun owner, you never point the gun at someone that you don't want to shoot, even if you have the safety on. Why? That's a precaution. 
right? And even when, you know, I work in a healthcare, um, I work at a Baptist South, I'm a fitness instructor. Even when people are uh, healthy, if you're sneezed, they ask you to cover up. So you don't spread the germs. What if you have a flu or cold or things like that? And wash your hands. That was a good practice, good uh, hand hygiene before this happened. And it still, to this day, is good hand hygiene. So be safe, be careful that you do. And it's not just about you. It's what you're passing on to someone else. So think about the things you have to do. Like I told you, talked about a gun. I, I talked about a lot of things, like not smoking. You know, chances are when you're not smoking, when you're gassing your car, chances are the pump will not blow up, but a possibility can. I knew a guy that used to put his cigarette out in a cup of gas to show people that it's the fumes, not the, uh, the gasoline explodes. But, you know, it's not, it's not good tempting fate that way. And if you're not clear on all the science... Leave it on to the experts. Accept the experts first. And like I said, look to the places that have a lot to lose. A lot to lose. There's wealthy people north of here called uh, Ocean Reef. And there are a lot of college-educated people up there. Very wealthy people. They have the best medical uh, help and advice from other people. And they shut down. And we don't see them. They're not down here. They're, they're closed up in their place up there. It's a gated community. They're millionaires, billionaires, and they're supporter of this guy. And even you, this guy, he was taking hydrochloric. Uh, he was taking an untested. He admits to taking an untested medicine, a preventative that could cause damage. And it's now, you know, whether the argument and stuff like that, but it turns out there's it causes a lot more damage than it does help. help so, you know, that's reportedly be careful who you get your information from so think about it when you go to a wedding or a formal attire affair would you wear sneakers jeans and a t-shirt no if you went into a synagogue would you put on its um, a yarmulke out of respect for the people that are, you know, you don't believe in, the, you don't necessarily believe that you should be wearing a y- yarmulke. You may not believe in Yahweh. You not be, believe in the tenets of their faith, but out of, you do it out of respect. It's thinking about the other person. You don't feel like wearing them. You rather wear jeans, uh, a t-shirt, and sneakers, but out of respect for the bride and groom or the people holding the affair. You're going to dress up. I recall a wedding that I presided over. I was a maitre d'. It was at a catering hall in Philadelphia. And for the affair, someone had, the bride and groom had put up a uh, a picnic bench with an umbrella on it. And they had a white tablecloth on every other table, but here they got a picnic bench for people. And it's for people that were uh, friends of theirs or relatives who were, it was a summer wedding and they were complaining about how they had to come up from the Jersey shore to go to the wedding. So, I mean, it's kind of, it was disrespectful two ways. You know, you point out to the people that they're 
weren't respectful enough to, you know, you know, if you got got dressed up for a wedding, <laughs> and you you show up and there's a picnic table there with an umbrella over it and everyone else, you're like saying, well, these fucking people are yahoos. They didn't think enough, you know. They had a had a hard time coming up here for my wedding, my close friend. Now, where they had the picnic table was in the back of the room near the bar, and that usually was a place where you put friends, or it could have been work people or something like that. I don't think they were close relatives because in the, uh, I know I'm going off the topic. In the wedding world, the closer you are to the head table, the more closely related you are to the bride and groom. That's just a rule of thumb. So, yeah, you're respectful of people. When you come into a place and you're just coming and you're speaking on to me and you're not giving a shit, well, I have it, I feel healthy and stuff like that, that's just fucking disrespectful. Now, if your belief system, you're talking about your belief system, your hoax thing, if you have an opportunity, go on YouTube and watch the Memorial Day service at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, Watch this administration line up. They're six feet. They're separated. They're outside. They're separated by six feet. No one stood next to each other. Okay? They're doing it. They're doing it and for a reason. So the people that are purporting it to be a hoax, that's, they're not, uh, you know, they're making a big deal about it and say we're going to open it up no matter what. They're concerned. They're concerned enough that they would follow some rules. So while we're here, let's go back. Go to, oh, it's popping on. Remain exposed. Here we go. There was a pop-up ad from, uh, I'm sure you guys get it on your computer. And I'm sorry, it probably popped right into the uh, recording. We have uh, opening up on the first, and I'd like to, think that we're going to be ready for it and there's some consideration here that people think it's going to be like open up the floodgates on June 1st that's checkpoints to reiterate what happened we had checkpoints up on the two main roads or oh, there's only two main roads coming in and there's obviously you can get to the keys in s- several different ways there's uh, two airports in marathon two big airports the Key West Airport being the bigger, and Marathon be the second. And then you have smaller airports, one up at Ocean Reef and another small private one in Tavernier. The people have been coming in on these, um, into the Keys the whole time on these planes. They haven't been controlling them. So there hasn't been, uh, we haven't been quarantined the islands. And then we had workers come down here. We had plenty of construction workers, uh, healthcare workers workers, people, all different types of workers coming in that have legitimate business. We have uh, people that have properties down here. We have people that live on the mainland and have all different types of situations where they have Monroe County IDs and things like that and they come in here. And as I said, we've had people that figured out ways of getting other people in. But we didn't have the mass of people just being able to drive down whenever they want. And they were concerned about it because the infection rates in Monroe, uh, in Miami-Dade and Broward County and Palm Beach counties were multitudes higher than Monroe County, considering that we had a certain amount of tests giving out down here, but we didn't have any uh, 
real hot. And it, there's a one source here that uh, there was 13 deaths at the Plantation Keys. It's a living facility here in the Upper Keys. Uh, and they were not, they happened since uh, the emergency. And the people weren't tested the, the, and they were uh, cremated. Their remains were cremated. So we'll never know about them. But it was a, a very high rate of deaths in a short amount of time in that small facility. And it wasn't it i don't know what the the idea behind not testing it was or who who uh decided that but we'll see we'll see and that that assisted living facility a lot of most of the people that work there are from the mainland and they came down here and where then and they come and they go into restaurants and they stop into businesses they stop and get gas and things like that so we have that down here so they think on uh, the idea of people are envisioning is a wave of people like the Oklahoma land rush of the 1800s. People just waiting on June 1st to get down here. Well, the hotels are open at 50%. Airbnbs, I imagine they were going. If people could get their asses down here, there's some places that have been going already. And supposedly Key West is very militant about it. When I say militant, they're, they're being very harsh to people about their testing and they may have a very a very good reason to it because Key West is very tight tightly packed and uh, they're concerned about uh, a a spread of the virus down there but we will find out on June 1st when it happens my idea is that it's going to be pretty busy initially just like when the restaurants opened the restaurants were pretty busy but that drops off as the newness occurs. When people come down here and realize, I don't know, the bars are currently closed. Bars that have less than, that don't have food service, don't have 50%. Ten, there's a tendency, if a bar has uh, a restaurant attached to it, it's open. And you can't have the bar. You can't use the bar itself, but you can serve drinks and things like that. But if your bar just with a tiny food percentage, you're not, or not at all. So the Caribbean Club and places like that aren't open. So these people are even coming down here. They might not be enjoying it as much, and there's still going to be restrictions here. I'm going to take a brief pause right here. And we're back. So they're going to come down here. The bars aren't going to be open. Uh, As of now, we don't know. If they were to open on June 1st, it'd be very little notice. We don't, it's it's less than 72 hours, and we'll find out uh, whether they change that. I, th- I have a feeling that it's going to be changing uh, in the next month or so. And then we also have things like uh, the cruise ships in Key West. That That's a big thing for Duval Street. So a lot of restaurants won't open up. Some of uh, the businesses won't have, uh, open up to uh, the people. I think it's going to be busy initially the first week. Uh, there's Still a load of people out there that are concerned with, uh, they, they want to stay close to home. Let's say 50% of them. But there's a whole peop, a whole bunch of people that were chomping at the bit to get down here to the Keys. And they're going to be down here. And we hope they adhere to some of the rules and things like that. They're going to do what they want to do. But uh, it's up to how... Um, vigorous people want to be in an enforcement 
at this show, I'm going to do a shorter show today, but I want to thank a lot of listeners. I had a big jump in Miami, uh, Florida. Most of my listeners have been in uh, the Florida Keys. The uh, Most of my local listeners, let's say local listeners, about uh, 40% of my listeners were from South Florida, and then 60% spread out throughout the United States. But we have Bayville, New Jersey, Burlington, Iowa, Hylia, that's in Miami, uh, north of Miami, Hylia, that's in Miami, Miami, North, uh, Boca Raton, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Erie, Colorado, and New Cambria, Missouri. And also we have uh, Germany, Thailand, Israel. Uh, We also have France, Spain, Poland. Uh, We had the Netherlands. I do appreciate that. And if you are listening, uh, please share with your friends. If you really want to uh, get a mention, a big mention, do a big download, uh, especially smaller towns. If you download a bunch of episodes, I'll notice you and I'll uh, include a blurb about your town and I'll, I'll act like a stalker with a, you know, when a woman winks at him or a female stalker, you know, when you fall, you know, you think they have a relationship with someone. I'll think I have a relationship with your town and we'll come up there. But I do realize, uh, what was that? Burlington, Iowa. That shows up. That's a regular. That's someone that knows me, I think. And Bayville, New Jersey. That could be. Uh, I know people from that area. But uh, I do appreciate your listening. And if you uh, really want to help us, there's two or three things you could do. First of all, you can uh, share the shows with your friends. As many people as possible. I realize it's not everyone's cup of tea. But do it. And this way, we'll uh, expand the show. I'll get to do more of it. I'll be have more time to do it. I'll get more sponsors. And if you like sparkling white wine, if you go to, I'm going to be changing up some. Of, I'm going to be adding sponsors because uh, we're going to see what happens. I'm hitting, uh, you know, about five thousand downloads a month, maybe six thousand downloads a month. We'll we'll uh, start. I'll see what other affiliate marketing opportunities will be. And the more I have it, the more resources I have, the more time I'll be able to do it. And we can talk about the things. Right now, um, you know, it's beautiful down in the Keys. If if you want to know more about it, where to stay and things like that, contact me. I'll hook you up with some uh, places. So always go to the visitor center up the top at the, uh, top of the uh, stretch. They always have some good deals. And... Uh, I'll tell you about some places to go. And you can also drop me a line if you go to www.keysbartender.com. There's links right there. There's phone numbers and email addresses to contact me. And my email address is jim at keysbartender.com. And if you like sparkling white wine and Prosecco, go to our sponsors page on the website. And that's www.keysbartender.com. I know the show is called Florida Keys Bartender, but that was my production company that did it. They said they searched better. The, the better search results when you put Florida in it. Well, we'll see. So for now, I'm going to be signing off. I'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll be back shortly. And uh, take care, everyone, and uh, make sure you like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's Keys Bartender at Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Share it with your friends. Download as many episodes as you can. And uh, we'll start getting noticed. The more we get, if you have 
we're available on iTunes, Spotify. So if you like iTunes, just go to iTunes and get it. Download all the episodes. Get me up there. Boost me up. Boost me up. I won't be. I won't sell out. I promise I won't sell out. I'll get affiliate sponsors. Affiliate sponsors don't determine your uh, what your content is. But I'll be back. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you.